The presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. I feel it in the atmosphere. The presence of the Lord is here. Oh my, the presence of the Lord is here. Fountain Gate Chapel presents Wind of Love with Eastwood Anaba. Wind of Love will usher you into the full liberty of the presence of God. Wind of Love comes your way from Monday to Saturday, 11.30 to 12 noon. Eastwood Anaba is a pastor, a teacher, an author, a conference speaker, and an anointed minister of the Word of God. The teaching ministry of Eastwood Anaba combines intense spirituality and sound teaching of the Word of God. Join us on Wind of Love here on Sunny 88.7 FM. I love to be with you. I love, I love to preach the word of God. I love to, to teach. And for those of you who can get a copy of the book, The Jubilee, online, I want you to go to Amazon.com and find that book. Go to Amazon.com, get a copy. It will be an e-book, a soft copy. Um, you won't get the hard one. You get the e-book, which is very powerful. Download it on your, on your, on your phone or your iPad or your computer, read it, digest it, and um, let this book be a blessing to you. And the last chapter, I call it the explosion of joy. So today, my title is the explosion of joy. And three times, I'm going to come to you with the explosion of joy. Somebody may be saying, brother, so this is a period when people are sad and people are locked down. In fact, when you call somebody on the phone and you ask the person, how are you? He said, we are hanging in there. Please, it is not a good way of responding. I'm hanging in there. No, it's not good. We used to have this guy, um, you know, for those of you who don't speak the Ghanaian language, because I was just coming and when I was reading the people who were listening, somebody said, I'm watching from Zambia. So definitely what I'm about to say, somebody from Zambia will not connect, but I'll try to explain. We used to have this um, true Ghana. Ghana are people who come from Accra, Ghana. Or they speak the language of the Accra Ghana. They call it the Ga language. And there were these two Ga-speaking men who used to work with my, my, I don't know how to call it, my, whether my, they normally say, I'm an adopted son to him. So he would be like a foster, what, what father is that? Well, he's somebody who adopted me from university and looked after me until I finished university. He was called Mr. Duyajimai of blessed memory. And I thank God for his life. That is Raphael. Raphael. Um, Reverend Raphael Entry's father, okay, until Lydia's husband. That family was very good to me. Um, I married in their house. I lived in their house with my wife. And um, yeah, I was a son of the house. And I was like big brother to all the children, you know. So there used to be these guys who used to work for my father. And they would come. One was called Abbas. The other one was called Opro. So Abbas would ask Opro, Abbas, Tete. Then he says, what What It means we are lying flat like shea butter. What Then you add a boy. That means it is very pathetic. Then he will say, well, here the green green. That means they are they are believing God for the green CD notes. So they are greeting was simple. Abbasilo. Then he says, what Abbasilo. Teten. What boy. That means human beings matter is very pathetic. 
So if you are not careful, oh boy, you will lie in your room this time, feel pathetic. And you are, you are thinking, I need food. You know, so some people, their surname has become need. I need food, I need medicine, I need encouragement, I need a song, I need this, I need this. But let me inject you with a Bible verse. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Find joy somewhere. And today, by the time I finish, somebody's tank of joy is going to be full. Somebody's tank of peace is going to be full. Somebody's tank of comfort is going to be full. Oh, I feel like preaching. But the Jubilee was a period which was a blessing because before the Jubilee, for 49 years, somebody was a slave. For 49 years, somebody was in debt. For 49 years, somebody's possessions have been taken away from him. So it was a period of discouragement, a period of depression, a period of disillusionment, and a period of even death. Because at times when you were a slave, your master did not mind to kill you at will. So it was a time of discouragement, a time of disillusionment, a time of depression, and a time of death. So you were in that state for 49 years. Then all of a sudden, the shofar sounds, the trumpet goes. And he says, let every slave go back to his house. So the jubilee was now marked with cancellation of debt. Debt cancellation or the forgiving of debt. Forgiving of debt. That is number one. Then the other thing was the freeing of the slaves. Then the third one over there is everybody's property which was seized by somebody was returned to him. And then people returned to their family. And above all, it was time for experiencing the mercies of God. Now, because of all these blessings, the entire atmosphere was saturated with, the, with, with joy. So as soon as the trumpet goes, it means now your debts are cancelled. Now, anybody under the sound of my voice, can you imagine if all your debts are cancelled? And by the time we get out of lock in, lock down, lock up, lock sideways, you get out there and you realize that you are not owing anybody anything. I don't know whether throughout the period we were preaching, somebody had your debts forgiven or somebody forgave you a sin. Send us a testimony. Let's know that a debt you were owing was forgiven. A sin you are committed against somebody. The person forgave you and released you and you feel so relieved. When all these things happen, the atmosphere is saturated with love. That jubilee period is the one God said that and you shall hallow the 50th year. Leviticus 25.10 And thou shalt hallow, you, you shall hallow the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you and you shall return every man to his own possessions and you shall return every man to his own family. So what a blessing. Everybody's going back to your possession. Everybody's going back to his family. That everybody is so joyful. That is what the Jubilee is all about. Returning to your possession. Returning every man to the place where God has earmarked for you. And the explosion of joy was a major feature of the Jubilee. When the Jubilee was announced, people just went berserk. They were just excited. They were, they were, they were glad. And people, the Bible is replete 
with example after example, scripture after scripture, that when we go through a period of darkness, a period of mourning, there will by all means follow a period of light and a period of joy. I want you to understand that as long as the earth remains, and I believe that this is not the end of the world, as long as the earth remains, light will always follow darkness. Winter will always follow summer. As long as the earth remains, heat will always follow cold, and cold will come after heat. So the lockdown or the shutdown are comparable with the light. The morning surely follows the night. The psalmist said, weeping may last for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. There is this interesting scripture in Psalm 30, the verse number 4 to 6. I want us to just look at Psalm 30 from the verse number 4 to, to, to the verse number 6. The Bible said, sing unto the Lord, all ye sins of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Verse number 5. For the anger for his anger endureth but for a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Let's go back to the verse number four. Sing unto the Lord, O ye sins of his. Sing. Now you must understand that sing unto the Lord is a commandment. It's just like if he says, clap your hands, all you people. Or he says, pray without ceasing. Or he says, um, um, man must work. Those are all commandments. This one says, sing unto the Lord, all ye his sins. All ye sins of his. That means, as long as you are a saint, you are supposed to sing. Listen to me, people. Singing is not an optional thing. When you get into your jubilee, you must sing. Some people were wondering how last week I was singing alone and dancing alone in the building. Nobody was here. I was singing and dancing. The reason I do it so easily is because it's my lifestyle. Oh, my wife will tell you, I, I, I can be in London or in Europe and I'm walking about somewhere and I get to a car, car park and I'm so excited in the spirit and filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about when I was a boy. I'm talking about as late as even last year last two years i'll be in a car park in london and i'm so excited in the spirit and i tell my wife you know what i feel like dancing and my wife knows me very well so she just tells me kofi and i just dance and i will just dance at the car park and sing a song and when i finish i shout ho!" and i sit in the car and we are gone i can enter a restaurant and be so excited i just tell my wife i feel like shouting then i go hey People turn around, they are looking at me. I remember last year we went into a hotel in, 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 in Amsterdam. I got to the reception area. I felt like shouting. I told my wife, I said, Pearl, get ready. I released one. All the white people, everybody, they were looking at me. I said, look, I paid my own hotel bill. I entered the lift and I went up to my room. You know what, people? You must find a way of generating your own happiness because many of the people around you, they want to see you cry. They want to see you miserable. Look, there are these people in life, the only time they are happy is when they see you sad. And the only time they laugh is when they see you crying. Disappoint their expectations. Disappoint them. They are waiting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
especially when something happens to you, <laughs> like maybe something happened to you on the, on the 4th of February, they will be waiting for every 4th of February to make sure that you are crying. Why don't you disappoint them next year? Next year, 4th of February, just look for your nice dress, wear it, and enjoy yourself. May you disappoint your enemies. That, that means what they are expecting to see, they will not see. You know this thing the Bible said that, 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 that a thousand shall fall on your side and ten thousand on your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. He said, only with you. He, he said, only with your eyes will you behold and see the reward of the wicked. And with your ears, you see your desires on the wicked that rise up against you. So there are people who also are waiting to see their desires on you. And they are waiting to hear their desires on you. Disappoint them completely. They were expecting you to be dead by now, but you are alive. They are expecting to be sorrowful by now. Disappoint them. You know what? May you have the joy of disappointing your enemies. That when they were expecting you to be buried, they see you walking about. Look at Jesus. They were expecting to be in the tomb. By the time they realize the man has rolled a stone away, he has come out of the tomb and he's walking about in Jerusalem. And he didn't go away quietly. He just went about and he showed himself to 500 people. I'm sure some of the 500 people, they thought he's not going to come alive. He went to them and told them, he said, Kojo, here am I. Kwame, here am I. Yao, here am I. Oh, glory. Somebody in your house just generate a praise unto God and shout unto him and give him praise. He said, sing unto the Lord. I don't have a good voice, but I sing. You don't need to have a good voice to sing. I think, Prince, I've been singing with you. You've been playing the organ. And I think maybe I'm doing fairly well. Oh. Well, at least I'm praying, I'm singing, and you are playing the organ. Because I've been playing with you, and your key has been very good. I've been very comfortable. I, I don't know what key I sing. I don't know whether it's F or it's, um, it's C or whatever. I don't know what the key is me. When I want to sing a song, any way it comes out, it has come out. And the organist must find me. And it looked like you always found me. You always found me. Thank you. Thank you very much. You, you always found me. But, but you know what? You don't have to be a good singer to sing sing after all you are singing unto the lord so if people say it's discord god didn't tell you it's discord i don't know whether you ever sang and god came down and told you it's discord but people you don't need a good voice to sing he says sing unto the lord all ye saints of his so as long as you are said you are supposed to sing you know what people hey i feel like preaching one of the first things the devil will take away from you when you are in quarantine is your song. Those of you who have got mobile phones, play the songs. Play the songs. Daughters of Glorious Jesus, play. Eben, play. Don Moyen, play. Huh? Donnie McLeckin, play. Elder Mreku, play. Go and get some old Sony Okunsus. With all those is raga and reggae beats, enjoy yourself in your room. Jump and pick up your steps. Let the devil know <laughs> that you are in that room, but you know how to make yourself happy. Several years ago, there was an African movie. They used to call it Mama G. And when you say Mama G, she says the only woman who knows how to make herself happy in town. Be the only woman and the only man who knows how to make yourself happy in town. Enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself, liberate yourself. He says, sing unto the Lord, all ye saints of his. That means as long as you are a saint, you are supposed to sing. May you learn how to sing than teach.
do nursing, do medicine, even preach as a pastor. Singing, somebody said, Oh, but I'm a pastor, you know, I don't know how to sing. I don't think you are a better pastor than Paul, and I don't think you are a better pastor than Silas. When Paul and Silas were in prison, at midnight, they did not share Bible verses. The Bible said they sang. And they are singing, release an angel. Prison gates were open and they came out. Singing can do what 10 hours of quotation of Bible verses will not do. Because incidentally, some of the singing is Bible verses we are rehearsing. When the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea, what they used to cross the Red Sea was singing. Sing unto the Lord. Anytime you find out that you are not able to sing, it means you have submitted to defeat. The Bible said by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat. Yea, we wept, Psalm 137, when we remembered Zion and the people that carried us captive and they that wasted us required of us a myth saying, sing unto us one of the songs of Zion. And we said, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? So whenever you are in a strange land, you cannot sing the Lord's song. So the fact that you cannot sing means you are in a strange land. And the fact that you can sing means you have overcome that strange land. He said, we have, uh, we hung our harps upon the willows thereof. We sat down, we wept. And he said, sing as one of the songs of Zion. We said, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? He said, oh Jerusalem, if I forget thee, let my tongue cleave to my mouth. And let my, the, my right hand forget this candy. God wants you to sing. So Psalm 30 and the verse number 4 says, Sing unto the Lord. All ye his saints. And give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Listen, you must sing now because you remember God's holiness. God's holiness is God's righteousness. That very soon he will, he will punish the piercing leviat, the piercing serpent and the leviathan. God will soon punish the piercing serpent and the leviathan. God will soon punish the enemy. God will soon punish Babylonia. God will soon punish that nation that is tormenting you. God will soon punish that enemy that is suppressing you. God will soon punish that thing that is holding you in captivity. God's holiness, by his holiness, he will destroy the thing that is desecrating you. By his holiness, he will destroy the thing that is making you weak and the thing that is making you cry. So if you remember God's holiness... Then you can see. Then he said, For his anger endured but a moment. But in his favor is life. You know, sometimes people, people come and tell us, Well, you did something wrong against God. That is why God is punishing you. You sinned against God. That, that is why God is punishing you. Well, you made an infringement against God's holiness. You offended God who is the holy God. That is why God is punishing you. 
humankind has sinned God against God. That is why God is punishing us. And somebody did something wrong, and that is why God is tormenting us. He said, yes, I agree. I call to remembrance the holiness of God. But I also know that even if in the holiness of God, God decides to punish me for one day or two days, his anger endured but a moment. Now, that word but a moment means God's anger endured like a stranger that comes in overnight and leaves. Like somebody who checks into a hotel and the hotel is not his permanent residence but he soon leaves the hotel and goes away. I came to tell you that in what you are going through now even if it is the anger of God that is making you go through it now God's anger does not stay permanently God's anger does not last perpetually. God's anger does not stay forever. God's anger has got an expiry date I want you to note God's anger has got an expiry date it endured for a moment then he said in his favor is life so watch this life is not in your works life is not in what you do life is not in your righteousness your life is not in your works your life is in the favor of God so you could have done something wrong God has forgiven you you might not have done something the best way you could have done. Maybe you didn't find a job at the right time. Maybe they were saying stockpile food, stockpile food, and you didn't do any stockpiling because as a result of some act of irresponsibility, you didn't even have the money to go and stockpile food. And you are locked up in your house and you are saying that your own irresponsibility is going to kill you. No, it will not kill you. The life is not in your righteousness. The life is not in your works. The life is in the favor of God. So King Saul had sinned against God and then King Saul is dead with Saul, sorry, with Jonathan his son on the mountains of Gilboa but Mephibosheth the cripple, the son of Jonathan obtained mercy because he found favor with God and David got up and said is there anybody of the household of Saul that I must show some kindness because of my friend Jonathan I came to tell you, you know what, your life is in the favor of God, the Bible said in his favor is life in his favor is like God is a holy God he punishes sin I agree but his anger endured for just a moment and when that moment expires in his favor is life may I prophesy to you that God will have favor on humankind our sins are many our offenses are many but God will have mercy on us and in his favor is life father we pray for your favor that you will favor humankind whom you have made in your own image you created man and you said I have made man in your own image there was a time God wanted to destroy the whole of humankind the whole of the Israelites I beg your pardon in the wilderness and God told Moses hey, Moses these people have sinned against me with their idolatry and with their memory and with their acts of idolatry I want to kill them and wipe them out and Moses I will raise a new people through you Moses told God he said God you can't do that because if you kill all these people what the Egyptians are going to say is that you took them into the wilderness you couldn't look after them so you know what you slaughtered all of them in the wilderness and they say god couldn't carry his own through the wilderness and the bible said and the lord repented him of the evil that he wanted to do to the people of israel and god spared them that is why i'm saying
saying that ladies and gentlemen he didn't bring us this far to leave us he did not bring us this far to destroy us you were born again you 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 tried your best you know what you did your best to do whatever you could to serve god you you know what your spirit was willing but your flesh was weak in many of the situations and god is now saying my life is in my favor your life is in my favor you are not going to live because of what you did or because of what you didn't do and the bible said and noah obtained favor in the sight of god my bible also said that and the lord remembered noah i'm talking to somebody right now that is not of him that will it nor of of him that run it but of god that showed mercy he said i will i hate jacob i hate esau and jacob i love him you know what people god wants to deliver you by his own mercy not by your own works he said in his favor is life weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning humankind will see the morning again the day will break for humankind so we are singing in advance because we know we will not be in this state forever you know what people i pray that these bad days and these challenging times will not end and an angel will look at you and say say we near you say we are you were behaving like God doesn't exist. Look at you. You are now embarrassed. You are now ashamed. Look at the way you were in the room and you were complaining like the children of Israel in the wilderness. Look at the way you were crying, the way you were complaining. Look at the way you threw your Bible away. Look at the way you threw fellowship away. Look at the way you sat down and complained. My business is over. My work is over. God has disappointed me. I sowed a seed and I gave this and I gave this and I paid tithe and I gave offerings and I went into prayer meetings. Lord, I was holy, but look at the way you have left me to suffer and to struggle you are looking at all these things you are complaining so bitterly this siege will be over and you will feel very embarrassed the angels will tell you say we're near you your wife will tell you say we're near you your husband will look at you and say yeah what fairy papa pa. your children will look at you and say shame on you daddy shame on you daddy you were just behaving as if god didn't exist but i'm praying that you will be the kind of man when this thing is over your wife will look at you and say baby you said it I saw a brave man during this period. Your husband will look at you and say, I saw a woman who was not a foolish woman, like Job's wife. Job's wife, Job told his wife, why are you talking like one of those foolish women? I'm praying that in this moment, you will not be a fool. But that in this moment, you will be a wise person. And the fool is the one who says in his heart, there is no God. But in this season, may you know that there is God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And in the Psalm 30, the verse number 6, an interesting scripture comes up. He said, and in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. The way you will not be moved in these dangerous times and these challenging times is if you have prosperity. But the prosperity here is not just material prosperity. The prosperity here is what I call comprehensive prosperity. Comprehensive prosperity. And you can find comprehensive prosperity in 3 John 2. 3 John 2. And I would love to start that 3 John 2. I would like to start from the verse number 1. I would like to start it from the verse number 1. 3 John 2 from the verse number 1. 3 John. The verse number 2. 
He said, I'm writing to my beloved Gaius. And he said to Gaius, the one that I love, he said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. So number one, he's talking about the prosperity or the salvation of the soul. That is the number one level of prosperity. The prosperity of your soul. Salvation of your soul. That you are saved at this moment. You have given your life to Jesus. You are bought by the blood of Christ. And you are saved. That is the first level of your prosperity. Second level of your prosperity. He said that thou mayest, the second level of your prosperity is that you be in health. You'll be in health. That is the second level of your prosperity. Third level of your prosperity is that you will not lack anything, but God will supply your need. Paul was in prison and he said, I have all, I abound and I'm full. I pray, may you receive that three-dimensional prosperity. Oh, somebody just write down three-dimensional prosperity and say the prosperity of my soul, the prosperity of my body, and the prosperity of my hands. The prosperity of your hands is the blessing God puts in your hands. Your money, your food, your clothing, your medicines you need, your vitamins you need, your balanced diet you need during this period to boost your immunity and everything. Now, the, your health is your body. That God will keep this body healthy. And then number three, it, and which is the most important, is the salvation of your soul. Those are the three dimensions of the prosperity that God wants you to have. Thank you for listening to Wind of Love with Eastwood Annabelle. For prayer and counseling, please call Eastwood Annabelle Ministries on 0302-734-157 and Fountain Gate Chapel Empowerment Pastures on 0302-912-752 or visit www.eastwoodannabelle.com until Eastwood Annabelle comes your way same time tomorrow. Stay blessed with lots of love.